Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. The discussion between President Biden and President Putin was direct and straightforward. Prevent Russia and President Putin from invading Ukraine. Destroy the Russian economy if they invaded Ukraine. Build back better. To vote on a final product before Christmas. Human rights abuses. There will be a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in Beijing. The Omicron variant. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. And uh, sorry to have to do this, but uh, sharing some uh, very disappointing news. The North Carolina Supreme Court has just halted filing and delayed the primary to May the 17th. No ruling on the merits of the maps. Arguments on the merits in January. So we've been following this case. In fact, this was our lead story um, because the legislative defendants are asking the North Carolina Supreme Court, and this would be the Republicans in the state house, are asking the North Carolina Supreme Court to avoid jumping into a legal fight over new election maps. Now, again, there was no word on the election maps. This this information has just come in. I mean, just seconds ago but apparently the supreme court has come out and said we are going to delay filing and uh and the primary will be pushed back to may the 17th originally it was supposed to happen in march so i I don't you know what about the people that have already filed i mean are they just put on hold yeah and and I guess it just bypassed the Court of Appeals. Wonder how that came about. Well, I don't, here, this is the other story, uh, yeah, and it was interesting because I, I had, the last hour I've been talking to a couple of people that have really a whole lot more insight into this than you and I have, and I, I'm not going to. I haven't gotten permission to use their names, so I'm not going to. But if I told you their names. They are very credible. One of them has actually clerked for a number of uh, some people that are on the North Carolina Supreme Court now. Um, And he was saying this whole thing is is somewhat of a freak show. I mean, it's it's like, okay, we have seen Sasquatch. We've seen a Mm. unicorn for the first time. I mean, that's how rare these events have taken place. Now, one individual did say that constitutionally it is possible for a case to jump over the court of appeals even though this case is in the court of appeals it could jump over that and go to the supreme court uh he said it's very helpful that paul newby is steering the the ship at the supreme court but paul newby still only has one vote out of seven and there's three republicans and four democrats right now the other interesting thing is that at the Court of Appeals, which there are eleven Republicans and four Democrats, and the chief and the chief of that is a Republican, I believe. I believe that is correct. But there is an individual that apparently. Uh, how, how do I word this? It's sort of the John Roberts syndrome that uh, on the United States Supreme Court that precedent is so important that we're going to allow past decisions that have been horrible, a.k.a. Roe v. Wade, that have been horrible decisions, we're going to let them stand because of precedent. 
Well, there's an individual who's a Republican on the Court of Appeals that apparently is sort of following in the John Roberts um, judicial way of thinking. And that precedent is so important that they're going to make that they're making some bad decisions. And apparently this individual has got sway over others. Well, if she and three others are swayed, suddenly it doesn't matter what happens on the Court of Appeals. Again, however, uh, again, the legislative defendants, the Republicans in the North Carolina legislature, they've gone to the Supreme Court and said, don't jump into this. Allow the Court of Appeals to decide it. Well, well, again, we're not sure where the election map situation will be with the Court of Appeals. I guess what, that uh, what the text you just got is indicating that it will be uh, that dis- that discussion will happen in in January. January. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, so it sounds like they, they've jumped into it, which is uh, very troubling and very disappointing. Maybe it's because this person in North Carolina Court of Appeals lives in Cary, <laughs> um, worried about what the neighbors will think. Anyway, instead of following um, the Constitution. And, you know, it's, it's also interesting. Uh, the well, well, here's the thing. The, the revolutionaries on the other side, the Mark Ialis, the Eric Holder, their group, uh, they're revolutionaries. I mean, one of the one of the individuals I was talking to earlier today, that's exactly he said. They, they don't care about the rule of law. No, they're revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. They want anarchy. They want to, to just disrupt the whole system. It's not about the rule of law. And listen. I mean, and, and this is the whole Marxist tear down the statues, you know, let, let's live in upheaval. That you, you look at revolutionaries throughout history. I mean, you go back over the last couple of hundred years, the revolutionaries, well, the Marxist revolutionaries anyway, you know, they always try to, oh, we're, we're out to help the little guy. Mm. We're out to, we're here to bring justice. And in order to do that, we have just got to, turn everything on its head. And that's what you see happening right now. Well, you look at Eric Holder as his, um, his time as attorney general. And um, what was the other Obama attorney general after Eric Holder? Uh, oh, uh, Loretta Lynch. Yeah. Just compare the way they ran the office to Bill Barr. Now, a lot of people were, you know, all over Bill Barr. That was uh, Donald Trump's attorney general. But, you know, Bill Barr, Followed the law and used discretion right. of the law instead of discretion of political issues. And he ignored Donald Trump. Yeah. When he thought Donald Trump was going too far on a certain issue. You know, he, in so many words, I mean, these are my words. This, you know, he, he'd tell, basically send a signal to Trump to back off. And, I mean, it, that's proof that the Democrats, when they, you know, when they appoint an attorney general or when they uh, put someone up for the Supreme Court, the person is always partisan ideologue instead of you know bill barr was just a lifetime employee of the justice department um and and he's always been an advocate of the law it's just uh i don't know it's just kind of typical typical that uh what you get out of the democrat legal experts i've got a little more information in on this now north carolina's 2022 primary election must be delayed as gerrymandering lawsuits play out that could lead to withdrawn districts. The North Carolina Supreme Court ruled earlier today, and this just happened. Uh, It's a win for liberal voters and groups that have challenged the new political maps for those races as being unconstitutionally gerrymandered and a loss for the Republican lawmakers who drew the maps. And again, 
Go look at the maps for yourself and compare them to maps from 20 years ago. These are the least gerrymandered maps, perhaps in the last 80 years. Uh, all primaries, not just the ones using disruptive maps for the U.S. House and the State House and the Senate, are being delayed to May the 17th from March the 8th. The maps would give the GOP a sizable advantage. <laughs> like the Democrats, when they drew the maps, they didn't have a sizable <laughs> advantage, likely helping Republicans win a majority. Uh, by the way, this is out of the News and Observer. If it sounds biased, it's because it is. Likely helping Republicans win a majority of seats, even if Democrats win a majority of the statewide vote, according to several outside analysis. Uh, unless a court strikes them down, they will be used in every election through 2030. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> I mean, they act like this is something, oh, the Republicans, oh, yeah. now they're in control and they get to control it for the next 10 years. This only been that way since uh, the, the, beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the state of North Carolina and the Constitution. Um, Wednesday's ruling is far from the final say in either of the lawsuits that are challenging the maps, each of which will make slightly different claims. GOP leaders could still prevail and keep the maps in place but Republicans were hoping at least to hold the 2022 elections under the new maps, and Wednesday's order makes that appear less likely to happen at this point. Redistricting lawsuits are common in North Carolina. They weren't until the Republicans got control of the legislature. When the Democrats were in control, it wasn't common. Democrats were, and, and by the way, that's not because Democrats drew fair maps. It was because the Republicans said, okay, you guys, the people voted for you. They want you to be in charge. We will submit to your leadership. And, and you know, gerrymandering is not illegal. No. <laughs> if you do it based on, on means that violate the Constitution or violates the constitutional rights of any voter, it is. But let's go back. We've talked about it before. The Democrats invented gerrymandering. Yeah. We didn't split up counties like they used to until the Democrats figured out they had to do it to keep control now we're going back to keeping counties intact and all of a sudden they don't like it who was it that named it the gerrymander i mean it was actually like it was i guess it looked like a salamander or something i think his name i think his name was gerald no, I'm kidding. but, but uh, there was a, a, a gerrymander was a fictitious creature and you looked at this map and they said what is that it was a gerrymander and and since been known as gerrymandering uh this is very very disappointing and apparently the Supreme Court, the Eric Holders, and again, you got to remember, it's four Democrats and three Republicans in the North Carolina Supreme Court. That's why when it's time to vote for those people who serve on the courts, on the Court of Appeals, and by the way, just found out earlier today, there is someone, uh, there's a, what's, what's the lady's name who's running? There's a woman who is running for uh, the Court of Appeals. Beth Freshwater Smith. For the North Carolina Court of Appeals, Beth Smith, mm -hmm. middle name is Freshwater. Yep, that's actually that, that's that's probably an appropriate name when you're running for she, something. Yeah, <laughs> she will be running against uh, Donna Stroud in the. Donna Stroud is the one. She is the one that has been siding with the uh, other side. Donna Stroud. Uh, so write those names down. Beth Freshwater Smith, Smith is who you want to vote for in the primary. Yeah, I, that was an endorsement. I, I just I, I'm I'm so tired of these so-called Republicans, so-called conservatives. Eh, well, I want to be liked by the News and Observer, so therefore I will I will side with the Democrats. Anyway, um, yeah, that's Ger a mess. Uh, gerrymandering. By the way, is named after a uh, 
politician from Massachusetts named Elbridge Jerry. <laughs> Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. There you go. Never heard of that. Anyway. Good news for North Carolina. It'll be interesting to see if um, the governor takes credit for this. I, I don't see how he possibly could, but, hey, never underestimate um, the ego of a governor. North Carolina would – this is out of the Carolina Journal. North Carolina would jump from number 10 to number 5 in the Tax Foundation state business tax climate rankings if recently approved reforms took effect immediately. That's a key finding in the foundation's latest assessment – of the state's tax policy titled North Carolina Reinforces Its Tax Reform Legacy. After two years of inaction on tax relief tied to the budget stalemate between Cooper and the Republican-led Assembly, the newly enacted state budget includes a series of reforms. The personal income tax rate will drop from the current 5.25 to 499 in 2022. That rate will drop for the next five years before settling in at 3.99 in 2027. If no other state lowered rates below that level in the interim, this would be uh, tying North Carolina with Ohio for the fourth lowest flat rate, trailing only North Dakota and Pennsylvania and Indiana. Pennsylvania, that's a surprise. Pennsylvania is 3.07. That is a surprise. Yeah. Uh, among 41 states with income tax, reports the Tax Foundation, Catherine Loghead. Uh, now, what's really interesting, though, is the uh, state corporate income tax will continue to drop. And by 2030, which is only, what, eight years away, it'll be zero. Mm-hmm. So uh, this would, uh, I mean, we stop and think about this. as Think about all the businesses that are relocating to North Carolina right now. And for that matter, all the people that are relocating from North Carolina, uh, to North Carolina from places like New York that's over-regulated and over-taxed. And also in the budget, uh, in this new budget, um, provisions for uh, military retirement pay will yes. be tax-free in North Carolina. And you think about the number of military retirees, retirees we have that, or when they retire, they may decide to go to Florida. Well, heck, I'll just stay around North Carolina yeah. now. Yeah. So it's big. It is. And uh, so anyway, I, I have to say, I'll, I'll brag on the Republicans. I mean, this has been their agenda, deregulation and lowering taxes. And guess what? It works. It worked with Donald Trump. He had everything humming along. And the Democrats get in there and they've never seen a tax increase that they didn't like. And they love to take over power and control of whatever yeah. they can. Yeah. So they want to rule with an iron fist. Grow to government and take away your personal responsibility and take away your rights is it any wonder that they always have the fist in the air because that's what they would do they want to rule with an iron fist hey we're going to do something different today by the way a little programming note we we're going to be off tomorrow Uh, all the producers are heading down to moorhead city for the uh, operation santa claus event that's taking place on friday morning so we're going to be off tomorrow afternoon so in about 20 minutes we're going to play political trivia so get ready by the way the category is spiritual life and politics and uh i i promise don't doubt me i've said this last couple of weeks and i've been right on this one's gonna go quick okay so when we play be quick on the uh, dial in but uh, we'll do that in about 20 minutes more news and views coming up I just 
just don't know where we're going as a country. It's not a disgrace. In a world gone insane. We're just looking for things to be upset about. There is still a place. It's just insane around the country what's going on. I mean, what happened to law and order? An encouragement. I'm busting my ass to try to get to where I am. Through conversation. Right here on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. It is Tom and Benny and Clark. 37 years ago, I always say this. You want to feel old? 37 years ago, Captain Kangaroo aired for the last time. Mm. Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Green Jeans and Mr. Rabbit aired for 29 years on CBS. That was really the uh, pre-Mr. Um, Rogers. And it was mm. and basically the same theme as Mr. Rogers, wasn't it? Sort of, kind of. Yeah. Bill oh. Cosby was on there for... When I was a small child. Bill Cosby was on Captain Kangaroo? Yeah, he was on Captain Kangaroo. Was it really? Yeah. I he, missed that. He did the picture pages. He was on Mr. Rogers or Captain no, Kangaroo? Captain Kangaroo. I thought you were too young for that. I thought you were still in diapers 37 years ago. Uh, 41 years ago, 1980. Now, this is one of those questions. Where were you when this happened? John Lennon was shot and killed outside his New York City apartment building, the Dakota. Mark David Chapman former mental patient, had earlier that day asked and received Lennon's autograph, was arrested and convicted for the killing. He is still in prison. He's been eligible for parole several times. He's been denied every time so far. His next parole hearing is in 2022. I did not find out about that until the next day. I was gotten my wife and I, 1980, we were married in 77, just before we moved into our house. We were still living in our apartment. I remember getting in the house I mean, getting in the car from from the apartment and uh, heading to work and turned on the radio. And uh, that was the first thing I heard. I believe it seems like to me it happened about this time of day and it made maybe towards the end of the broadcast of the nightly news. It seems like. Hmm. Uh, But I remember it it was breaking news on television. You know, back when we had three channels. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. ABC, CBS and NBC. That was it. That was it. And then you started getting a few UHF channels in. Uh, Take a look at your weather forecast. Mostly cloudy tonight, becoming clear, low around 31. Thursday, the sun comes back out, high near 50. Tomorrow night, a low of 37, partly cloudy. Friday, a slight chance of rain in the afternoon. Otherwise, mostly cloudy, a high near 68. And uh, Saturday, looks like a perfect day, high in the 70s. Weather brought to you by our friends at the Ironwood Golf and Country Club, voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, an outdoor pool, tennis, and more. Right now, looking for something to give that special person in your life? Well, if they like golf, head on out to Ironwood. Buy them some gift certificates for rounds of golf or for golf lessons. Plus, they've got all kinds of uh, golf apparel. Golf clothing, golf shoes, golf balls, golf clubs, golf bags, anything to do with golf, they can help you out. And the uh, pro shop is chocked full of goodies. So if you're looking for something for the golfer in your life, head on out to Ironwood or give them a call, 252-752-4653. And uh, they are still taking uh, memberships. And uh, you right now, if you were to join for a limited time, there is zero initiation fee. But uh, people are joining, so you might want to take advantage of that now. WSOC News is reporting a panel of South Carolina lawmakers advanced a proposal yesterday to ban COVID-19 vaccine mandates for the state and local government employees, contractors, and public school students. 
And you wonder why people are packing their bags in New York and heading south. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, New York right now, de Blasio wants to mandate that the kids get vaccinated. I mean, he is, uh, he's, when's his last day? I think Friday might be his last day in office. Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's going out being a total jackass. (laughs) And he is. And I'm trying to clean up my language. Well, he's trying to get his next appointment in the Democrat Party because he. I mean, I think he's done. Now why don't you just go to Russia and be a part of the Communist Party? He, he's I mean, done winning elections. He'll be. He's looking for an appointment now. Wow, this guy is unbelievable. But anyway, in South Carolina, they're saying uh, hands off. So the libs are trying to pull you one way, and the conservatives are trying to say, leave, leave my people alone. By the way, up in Maine where a Democrat is governor, Janet Mills. Today, she has activated the National Guard to staff, are you ready for this? Hospitals. (laughs) (laughs) I kid you not. She said earlier this year that if healthcare workers are not fully vaccinated by October the 29th, they're out. Mm. So guess what? They're out. So now if you go to the hospital in Maine, I hope you don't have anything serious because uh, who knows who's going to be taking care of you. Uh, uh, this is bizarro land. And, and you know what? And they're doing this in the name of health care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a story today on Carolina The Journal. I think it was today about um, about someone that with the Department of Health and Human Services that was fired for not getting the covid vaccine but she had had covid and she had positive antibodies and di- and would matter. not and would not even consider hearing that the fact that uh, she had positive antibodies did you hear about the 13 year old in california a 13 year old boy in la goes to school and is bribed with pizza to get the vaccination <laughs> And the parents had no knowledge of this. He -hmm. comes home with a vaccination card. And apparently the kid had some, I don't know, with asthma or something. He had a health issue, which is why he hadn't been vaccinated. And, of course, you know, the the Mm -hmm. jury is still out of how this is going to affect kids. But the mom said, I mean, she was livid, as you can imagine, as as you would, would be. And apparently the person that gave him the shot said, now don't say anything about this to anybody. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Mm. California. California. And mm. now, stop and think about this. And by, by the way, a minor cannot consent to any kind of deal, like pizza for a vaccine. <laughs> uh, the question is, is this criminal? The question is, is this battery? I think you probably have a good... I mean, I'm not a criminal lawyer. Keith Williams, if you're listening, give us a call. But... I I, th- I would think that that the parents could very I I, I would be sh- I listen I'd be the first in line to press charges but the other big issue is so Merritt Garland wants to sick the FBI on parents if they think they get out of line at school board meetings um, where's the FBI on this oh yeah and yep. by the way certain dads and for that matter certain moms let me put it this way. If you think school board meetings have been rough right up till now, you ain't seen nothing yet. There are certain parents out there that would roll up the shirt sleeves and uh, 
take matters into their own hands. And, and, and you know what? Rightly so. How dare you touch this 13-year-old? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is unbelievable. I mean, that's a decision that only a parent can make with their pediatrician. I, certainly, these people have violated some type of law here. You would um, think. But they'll, they'll probably come up with something that— um, Oh, they'll come uh, Cal- up with some Cal- excuse. California, yeah. they'll come up with some, some, some oh, kind of— The person of that did this will get, will get a promotion. Yeah, they need to be fired is what they need to be. Oh, they need to go to jail. Um, is it not amazing how liberals, once every four years, right around re-election time, suddenly transform themselves? They try to transform themselves into something that looks sort of like a conservative— <laughs> I mean, that, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah. And, and the, the worst ones of all are the rhinos. I mean, suddenly, oh, they're, you know, oh, I'm, I'm real conservative. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer reportedly told business owners that she sees COVID-19 vaccine mandates as a problem for both businesses and her government. Whitmer engaged with local entrepreneurs Monday with questions, what is on your radar that should be on ours at the state government? When several business owners commented on the effect of Biden's vaccine mandates, Whitmer says that as an employer, she's an employer, (laughs) right? Uh, I have the same same issues. We're an employer too, the state of Michigan. I know that if the mandate happens, we're going to lose state employees. That's why I haven't proposed a mandate. You know, she did propose, which by the way, she broke herself. She did propose a max, a, a mask mandate. I mean, she was one of the biggest lockdown draconian oh, yeah. governors in yeah. the United States. Yeah. And now, yeah, now wasn't it part of the lockdown that her uh, husband disobeyed and went to went to get his boat worked get, on yeah. or something, or, or, or get or it taken out it, of yeah, marina. Put, it, put it in the lake or yes, something yes, like that. Yeah. yeah, splash my boat. Yeah, yeah, and because my wife's the governor. Hey, my wife's the governor. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I, and you know what? Oh, I'm a conservative. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got mean? a friend that's got a. Got a good nickname for her, but I just can't say it on the air. <laughs> I'll tell you when we're off air. Hank Bauer. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah. Who was Hank Bauer? Hank Bauer. He was actually, he, he by the way, is uh, the new chairman of the North Carolina Alcohol ABC Commission. Oh, yeah. So they're going to try to figure it. They finally hired somebody who can figure out how to stock the uh, stores yeah, I, with liquor. I, I, I guess he, he must be a Democrat and he must have donated to Cooper. Oh, but, cer- certainly. But he actually was in the business. Mm-hmm. He was in the beer distribution business. But um, Hank Bauer was also the uh, manager of the Baltimore Orioles back in the 1960s. Only I would know that because I grew up in Baltimore. Five six one eight two five five. Who's up first? Scott is on the line. Hey Scott, how are you, sir? Hey Scott, I'm doing. I'm wonderful. How about you guys? Uh, yeah. We're doing well. Good to hear from you. What you thinking? Yeah, I got a com- got a comment about the 13 year old. Yes, sir. Uh, in Syria, when they launched a biological attack against their citizens, the United States absolutely condemned it and bombed them when Trump was in office. Hmm. So why not? Why can't the parents take some kind of action like that? Well, I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what this mom is going to do. I don't know that the dad was even in the picture in this article I read. I didn't see anything about the dad. But I tell you what, if if I was the parent and they did that to my 13-year-old boy, I, you talk about screaming and hollering. Uh, I, yeah, I, hope, I hope I would be reserved enough not to find myself in jail. But you talk <laughs> about a lawsuit, there would be one, buddy. 
Yeah, you'd probably lose it once you go out there and with the Absolutely. with the callous attitude that I know they would have and California's you know, they think they should control people's lives, especially kids, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. And, and it's the same it's the same attitude that Terry McAuliffe had. I mean it shouldn't really surprise us. I mean it's it's not only as parents you have no say in your child's education, now you have no say in your child's medical procedures. Five six one eight two five five. Thanks, Scott. Uh we got Tom, is that right? Hey Tom, how are you, sir? Hey Tom. Hey guys, how y'all doing today? I'm doing well. Good. What you thinking? I I've got a problem. Hope maybe you guys can figure it out. <laughs> we're good. I don't know if we're that good. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you talk about how bad it is for these kids to get these vaccinations, and I totally agree. We don't know enough about it yet, and we condemn the fact that people are doing it. But then we turn right around on this station and advertise getting the vaccination. Well, let's. That's... That Here's is. Where I have an issue. Go ahead. I have an issue with that because all it is is all doing it for the mighty dollar, and that's exactly what everybody else is doing for the mighty dollar. And well, I, I can I, I can tell you that the, the mighty dollars aren't coming in our pockets, but I don't. You know, there's certain things that come down from the government, and I really have. I, I used to know broadcast law really well because I was in this business. I still am indirectly. I, I don't know if um, if by law they have to run those or not. I do not know the answer to that. Um, if you, uh, <laughs> I hate to do this to Henry, but call back in the morning and ask Henry Enton. He might be able to give you a better answer. But uh, I, I find it very irritating when I hear them. I will agree with you there. I just I don't understand it. Um, it just bothers me. I, I think there's there's enough going on without sending two messages. I, I, yeah, I gotta believe it's mandatory because there is constant on network televisions that that uh, well channels Fox News. You see the same type thing on Fox News Channel. Yeah, so it must be something that's mandated, some kind of uh, now, public service announcement. I called not too long ago about it. I just wanted to let you know. I called several months ago when they were still doing it, and I heard from the person that answered the phone. Well, we sell the advertising. They, they they sell the advertising. Is that what they said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I, I imagine they. Well, I mean, they're not going to give it away. And I don't know if that was just a poor choice of words. But if they well, came, if they came and said, "Would you please run these voluntarily?" Uh, I'm fairly certain I could say that Henry would not be running those voluntarily. <laughs> and, and I do know at my office, uh, not everyone answers the phone can answer every question correctly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. I, I, I uh, listen. I empathize with you, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we're, we're, they're not going to pay us off. Okay, we're going to keep. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to keep saying okay. what we say. I if they did, it. I'd like to know where it is. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, thanks for the call, Scott. Five six one eight two five five. Let's uh, take a break, but let's play political trivia when we get back. Okay. Five six one eight two five five. If you want to play, I think it's going to go quick. Okay, your category: spiritual life and politics. Five six one eight two five five. Political trivia on a Wednesday when we get back. Time for a little political trivia. 561-8255. I think we might have one line open. 561-8255. 
Um, your category is spiritual life and politics. Your prize package includes gift certificates to the Ironwood Golf Course, uh, a gift certificate to the University PC Care folks, a gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden, delicious baked, fresh, made-from-scratch goodies, a gift card to Mucho Bueno, down located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, US 70 West in Havelock, a gift certificate from Fit for Life 24, and a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. First up, from Columbia, John's on the... <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me, John. You got you got me choked up there, bud. Hey, John. John from Columbia. Hey. Welcome hey, in. How are you guys? Doing hey. well. You ready to play? I'll give it a shot. All right. Your category, spiritual life and politics. Here's your question. Madeline Murray O'Hare was best known for the Murray versus Curlette lawsuit, which challenged the policy of mandatory prayers and Bible reading in public schools. By the way, this happened up in Baltimore. It was heard by the United States Supreme Court, which ruled that officially sanctioned mandatory mandatory Bible reading in American public schools was unconstitutional. The rest of this Madeline Murray O'Hare story has an incredibly ironic twist. What is the irony of this story? I don't know the answer, but I'll take a guess. Was she an ordained minister? No, but you know what? You're uh, you're warm. Uh, that is n- not it, but uh, you're you're sort of uh, sort of leaning in the right direction, some, in the right some, area code. Yeah, in the right zip code. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Ron and Chakawinity. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Hey guys, how are y'all today? Doing well. Did you hear the question? I did. I'm thinking maybe she was the wife of a minister. Uh, you're even warmer, but that's not it. You are. Getting closer. <laughs> Getting closer, but that's not. In fact, I'll give you a hint here. Her her husband, her husband uh, left her. Apparently, they had a fling when they when they were both in Italy during World War II, and uh, he left her. And by the way, she started American Atheist was her group. But uh, but you're you're warmer, Ron. Let's go to Mitch in Greenville. Hey, Mitch. Hey, Mitch. How you doing? Doing well. What do you think? Did you hear the question first of all? Uh, I vaguely, vaguely recall hearing something about an irony in her. Is there a possibility one of her kids became a minister? I've got to give it to you, bud. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. That is it. In her lawsuit, she named her first son, William J. Murray, as plaintiff. William J. Murray became a Christian in 1980. And now he's an American author, a Baptist minister, and a social conservative conservative lobbyist who serves as the chairman of the Religious Freedom Coalition, a nonprofit organization in Washington, D.C. So, yeah, you got it. William Murray, who was actually the plaintiff in the lawsuit, became a Christian in 1980, and now he's a Baptist minister. Mitch, congratulations. Hang on the line. Clark's going to get your information, and uh, we'll get you those gift certificates. And Benny and I will be right back. This is your Drive at 5, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back, and congratulations to Mitch Landon of Greenville. He got it right. 
The irony of Madeleine Murray O'Hare, who her lawsuit to the Supreme Court got rid. Actually, most people think it got rid of prayer in public schools. It really got rid of uh, the Bible reading in public mm-hmm. schools. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, look, uh, there would be multiple religions that would be fine with Bible reading in public schools. I would be. I mean, that's where we get our moral laws from, right? Anyway, um, the irony in all this, her son, William Murray, who was named as the plaintiff, he became a Christian in 1980, and now he's uh, a Baptist minister and uh, serves as the chairman of a religious freedom coalition. I'd say that's rather ironic. Um, The the other interesting thing about this story, and I'd forgotten about this, but uh, the bizarre part about this story is Madeleine Murray O'Hare started the group American Atheist. And she had, uh, among other people, had hired an ex-convict, a guy named David Roland Waters. He was an employee of the American Atheist. In 1995, Madeleine Murray O'Hare and another half-brother of William Murray, John Murray, and an adopted sister, Robin, and those three, the mother and the the half-brother and the adopted sister, all worked at the American Atheist Association. They disappeared from their home and their office. It was later learned that they were kidnapped and held for about a month, subject to an extortion of $600,000. They were both killed. All three were killed in a remote area outside of Austin, Texas. Their bodies were not found for until six years later in 2001. Hmm. And uh, this guy, that uh, this ex-con, who had been fired earlier for uh, stealing $54,000 from the group, the American Atheist, he was the guy that did it. But, um, wow. Mm. That, that is a uh, story that makes... It's bizarre. It's yeah. bizarre. Make your hair stand on end. It, <laughs> it well, might, uh, you might have a come-to-Jesus meeting as a result of all that. <laughs> um, i got to play this real quick. We've just got, got a couple of minutes left. Hillary Clinton, who, if you look up the word narcissist, I think there's a picture of Hillary there. She has done an interview with the Today Show, and it's going to air this weekend. But uh, in this interview, it was all about some class that she is doing online with her husband. Uh, I, I don't even remember. I don't even care what they call the thing. But uh, <laughs> uh, th- this interview was about how she has been in, in this class. She is giving what would be her acceptance speech had she won the presidency. My fellow Americans, today you sent a message to the whole world What compelled you to sit down and revisit that speech? Well, I wanted to be as helpful as I could to the viewers and to the process of being in a master class. So I didn't, as you know, write a concession speech. Even though we had a lot of bumps those last 10 days, uh, I I still thought, you know, we could pull it out. So I worked on um, a speech that really was about my journey and had a, had a real emphasis on my mother's life and journey as a way of you know making it clear that yes I would be the first woman president but I I like everybody uh, stood on the shoulders and lived the lives uh, and the experiences of those who came before us. I dream of going up to her and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, "Look at me." Listen to me. You will survive. 
you will have a good family of your own and three children. And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. Mm. Wow. Now that is powerful. Yeah, wow. that, that's NBC mm, yes. at the mm. end of that. Mm, oh, that's powerful. <laughs> if you ever need to induce vomiting, just take a listen to that speech. <laughs> Those people on NBC. Oh, oh that's they, powerful. They, oh, mm, they, mm, they sounded like uh, the Saturday night skit with uh, Pete Sweaty, if you remember that. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, first of all, she says, I've met little boys and girls who didn't understand why a woman has never been president before. Yeah, it would have never happened had it not been for our real-life superhero, hero, the uh, Hilda Beast Clinton, which, by the way, she didn't pull it off. But her excuses, her excuses for why she didn't win. Quote, this is from Hillary. Any of you who have read my book about what happened know that I think misogyny and sexism was a part of that campaign. It was one of the contributing factors, Clinton said, at the Georgetown University in 2018. Some of it was old-fashioned sexism and the refusal to accept the equality of women and certainly the equality of women's leadership. She blamed, uh, in her book, What Happened, uh, she blamed misogyny, sexism, voter ID laws, Bernie Sanders, former FBI director James Comey. One of the things she never mentions, and I'm sorry to be so blunt, lady, but it is universally known and accepted, whether you're a liberal a conservative, a Republican, a Democrat, a Libertarian, it is universally accepted the fact that you are not likable. <laughs> Nobody likes you, lady. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, and what's, uh, one thing she said there that I thought was pretty rich, she said she stood on the shoulders of many women before her. She stood on the necks of many women that swept, slept with Bill Clinton. <laughs> I mean, I mean she, oh, my goodness. Wow. Uh, 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 unbelievable. Yes, littered with some bumps. I guess so. Uh, I mean, <laughs> lady, you're not likable, and the dumb things you said. I think she's coming out with this now. A little misdirection for the uh, Epstein-Maxwell trial that's going on right now, and Bill hmm. Clinton's you know, probably, well, well, it's already been stated, he's on the flight logs like, yep. I mean, dozens and dozens Been of seen on the island. Oh, yeah. 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 By the way, did you see... Last night, the Fox News Christmas tree. Oh yeah, was someone burned. set on fire. Somebody set on fire. Mm. This building back better. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and oh, oh, the, now I gotta say, the guy that set it on fire. Uh, yeah, he does have a track record. Three arrests. <laughs> but he's out on the street. You cannot find that story on CNN, NBC, or ABC today. I looked. Unbelievable. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for being with us. Again, a little programming note. We are off tomorrow. We'll be back Friday at 5 o'clock. Congratulations again to Mitch Landon, our political trivia winner. Have a great night. We'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.